interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Thank you for joining us tonight on a special edition of News with Zoom. I am Nathaniel Tchaikovsky. It is October 15, 2016, and tonight's top story is Pro Tour Kaladesh. To get more info on this topic, we go to our sports anchor, John Madden. Take it away, John. Thanks, Nathaniel. Pro Tour Kaladesh has started this week, and boys, it off to a start. We've got people playing magic cards, tapping the magic cards, even shuffling the magic cards. You know what they say, in order to win a game of magic, you've got to get your opponent's life down to zero. If you can't do that, you just can't win a game of magic. Alright, so we're here on day two of Kaladesh Pro Tour, and we're looking at how what the pro player Reed Duke is drafting. Alright, well, we're looking at we're looking at the cards he's looking at, and you know when you're drafting, you got to pick the card that's going to just help you win. You know, and if when we look at his pack one, pick one, whatever that means is. He's choosing stylized art, art, artistry. What does that even mean? Hey, what? I I don't understand what that means. Um, yeah, but you see, you know, he, when when you're drafting cards, you're always gonna have to pick the card that's gonna help you win. If you don't, you're just making the wrong mistakes. All right, so we go to the the pack one, pick two, and it looks like Reed Duke has picked. A fan favorite, Marionette Master. Now, I'm not exactly sure what that does, but I assume it does things to help you win. Because, you know, you don't want to pick cards that help you lose. You want to win the game. Alright, and now when we look at Reed Duke's pack one, pick three, he went straight for one of the best cards in the format. It's underhanded designs. It, it helps you kill stuff. And, you know, in a game of Magic, that's important because you want to kill your opponent. All right, we're, we're going to one of our feature matches here. After the draft is done, you build a deck to win against your opponent. You know, you usually pick the cards that are going to make you win in the game. All right, so we're looking, we're looking at a feature match right now here where they're playing actual Magic cards. Okay, now I'm not exactly sure how the game exactly goes on, but I think it goes a little something like this. We're, we're looking at Eric Frolic and Shada Yasuka, alright? Now, now you see here, they're both playing decks, and they're, they're going to play the decks, they're going to play the cards, and they're going to they're gonna play them onto what they call the battlefield. Alright, when, when you see them tapping the cards, that usually means something's happening. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, but, you know, it's it's something that, that's going to happen here. Alright, so looks like Eric Frolike got Shota Yasuka down to 16 here. Alright, so I'm assuming that both players start with 20 points, and when whoever gets to zero first wins. Alright, so it's sort of like a game of golf where whoever gets the lowest score wins the game. Alright, so when they're they're looking at each other's decks here and they're just playing the cards, it just it just they gotta penetrate within the defensive line in order to get to the wide receiver down with the quarterback. Alright, and that's how you get a touchdown. Um hold on one second. Wait, what do you mean? There's no there's no quarterback in magic? No wide receiver? What kind of game is this? I don't like this. You know, if you were going to tell me that this is nothing like football, then I wouldn't have signed on to do this. You know, this is just utter anarchy. 
You know, I, I refuse to do this anymore if I can't talk about football. What do you mean? Hold on. I don't know. I'm, I'm talking to my director right now. What do you mean? No. Yes. No. I just came here for a paycheck. It's, it's just I don't know what's going on here. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. No. No, this is ridiculous. I refuse to stand down. All right, it's it's going to be... Wow, that was fantastic, John. More news on Protor Kaladesh coming soon. Tonight we bring to light some uprisings happening on the plain of Kaladesh. Joined with me is none other than a head judge of the Inventors Fair, Tezzeret. Welcome, Tezzeret. Thanks for having me on tonight, Nathaniel. Welcome and thanks for coming on. First and foremost, are the rumors true? Are you building something dastardly in Kaladesh with all the inventions you confiscated from the Inventors Fair? Any of the rumors you might hear from me are simply that. Rumors. Completely false. It saddens me that people of Kaladesh would spread such hate and vitriol. I've been working with the Consulate of Kaladesh for a long while now, and been working to make Kaladesh great again. We're tired of losing. We just lose so much. It's time to start winning again. It's going to be tremendous. Tazarak! You must admit, it does seem a bit strange that you come to Kaladesh and quickly become a favorite of the consulate and become head judge faster than anyone in the history of Kaladesh. Well, what can I say? I'm, I'm a people person. I'm a great guy and I'm fair. Tough, but fair. Not afraid to say what's on my mind. I wasn't going to say this. I wasn't planning on it. But the head judge before me, crooked guy. Not a good person. Me, I'm going to make Kaladesh great again and we're going to win. There's been rumors brewing on Kaladesh that you worked with the notorious Nicol Bolas, the Forever Serpent. Is this true? Listen, I admire Bolas. I think he does great things. Terrible, but great. I have no dealings with Bolas, and I've never even met the guy. Very interesting. Now, before we go any further, can you explain this tape with you and Dovin Bot? Play the tape. Yeah, that's the Ithabon with the artifact. I better use some Tic Tacs just in case I get near. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful Aetherborn. It's like a magnet. I don't even wait. And when you're head judge, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Grab them by the aether. You can do anything. What have you got to say about this tape, Tezzeret? Listen, alright. I never said I'm a perfect person, nor pretended to be someone I'm not. I've said and done things I regret. Let's be honest, we're living in the real world. This is nothing more than a distraction from the important issues we're facing today. We are losing our jobs... We are less safe than we were eight years ago, and Kaladesh is totally broken. Pia Nala and her kind have run our plane into the ground. I've said some foolish things, but there's a big difference between the words and actions of other people. Pia has bullied, attacked, shamed, and intimidated her victims. But who said, grab them by the eighth? That's high misconduct of the head judge of Kaladesh Consulate, is it not? Listen, listen, I said things, but I never done those things. Let's focus on the real issues, making Kaladesh great again. Tezzert, I think the people of Kaladesh deserve an explanation of what you meant in that tape with Dovenbon. Did you or did you not grab Listen, listen, can I talk here? Aether. Can I talk? All right, all right, listen, I said things. Doesn't mean I did them, all right? Now, are, you got PNLR destroying parts of Kaladesh here, you know, uprising in parts of the plane and you're gonna my words were just that words they were locker room talk all right between friends you know you know we we got to focus on on the real issues here 
making Kaladesh great again. it. All right, all right. So what you're telling us here is you never grabbed any Aether born by the Aether. Nathaniel, that's correct. And, and we've got a problem here, Nathaniel. Some people are afraid to say it, but I'm not. I'm not scared. I, I don't get scared easily. In order to make Kaladesh great again, we have got to stop this problem, and that's dealing with the radical rebels in Girapur. These renegades, they call themselves, I hear they are led by Apia Nalar. She is not a good person, let me tell you. Not a good person. She's been involved in dozens of Aether siphoning cases, embezzlement, malicious modification of devices, and murder. What kind of person is that? Let me tell you, not a good person. Not a good person at all. Terrible. Terrible. So we need to get rid of these renegades and get back to what makes Kaladesh great again. And I promise you, we're going to make it so great, you'll get sick of it. You'll get sick of winning. There are some who say the consulate of Kaladesh is corrupt and impeding on the freedoms of the Kaladesh people. Nathaniel, really, that's simply untrue. What these renegades want is chaos. They want to tear down the walls of government. And what will we have? Utter anarchy. The consulate protects the freedoms of Kaladesh. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight, Tesserit. Thank you for coming on the show. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we end? Nathaniel, Nathaniel, it, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having me on here. Uh, I would just like to say thank you, Kaladesh, for making me your head judge, and we will continue to work on making Kaladesh great again. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! Broken computer, do you wish you could take your PC back in time? Well, Horizon Data says it developed the premier product called Rollback RX. Rollback RX not only allows you to bring your machine back to any point in time, but it's a great way to recover from a bad driver update, viruses, or even a botched installation. Horizon Datasys doesn't tend to discount their product often as they know it's going to save you hundreds of dollars in recovering your PC. But for listeners of Magic with Zuby, they provided us an exclusive discount. Visit https colon slash slash goo.gl slash capital D I capital B V A capital F for 25% off Rollback RX. And welcome back, this is Nathaniel Jerkowski. And to end tonight's program of news with Zuby, we have an EDH deck tech with Zuby. Take it away, Zuby. EDH is a game where you and your friends take part in a battle of political intrigue while casting powerful spells and creatures. Your commander is a reflection of who you are, and how the game will be played. Sometimes I like to imagine that whenever we go onto the battlefield in a game of VDH, our commanders are the ones in charge, and we, the planeswalkers, are merely following orders. Let's dive in tonight to one of my favorite commanders in EDH, Krufix, the God of Horizons. Before we dive into this deck tech, let's talk about who Krufix is. 
Krufix is the god of horizons and time. Krufix is the eldest of the gods. The enigmatic god has dominion over the potential, the distant, and the unseen. Thus he is seen as an oracle of dreams. He also governs navigation, mystery, and the cycles of time, and is a keeper of mysteries that no others are meant to learn. The recluse of Krufix speaks rarely and counts few worshippers. He often takes no real form but appears only as a Nyxfield space in the sky. The Temple of Krufix is built over a cataract at the very edge of the world. His main oracle is a woman named Kaidili. When Xenagos ascended, Krufix announced the silence where the gods were forced to not interfere temporary, temporary in mortal affairs until they can sort the mess in Nyx. He and his oracle watched from his temple as Elspeth and Ajani defeated Xenagos, and she was subsequently betrayed and slain by her patron Heliod. He discusses with her the greatest secret of Theros. The gods of Theros arise from mortal belief that took form within the fabric of Nyx. Even he, as the oldest, does not predate mortal belief. He saw the other gods slowly emerge based on specific domains such as death, the sun, the sea, the forest, and the forge. This was followed by gods in more abstract domains such as war, deception, insight, love, and more. He also shared that through the domains remain the gods themselves change. An example was that Heliod was not always the sun god. However, when he took his place in the sky within a few years to mortal perception, he had always been the sun god. Krufix himself does not know the reason for their existence, but he does not wish to know either. Due to the events of Xenagos' ascension and fall, Krufix finds himself in a conundrum. Although the oldest god had knowledge of planeswalkers from olden times, he was troubled by what he had seen in the minds of those that had recently come to Theros, Elspeth, Ajani, and Kiora. Krufix confesses that he is not troubled by Xenagos' ascension, as in the time the mortals of the world would decide that the satyr had always been the god of revels. In his own words, he is troubled by what the other planeswalkers are afraid of. Kiora, who would come from a world being devoured by the Eldrazi, dead gods who leave entire worlds as barren wastelands in their wake. At Johnny Goldmane had faced the legendary dragon planeswalker Nico Bolas, a being even more unfathomable ancient than even Krufix himself, and whose plot spanned worlds and centuries in his search for power. Elspeth Tyriel had barely escaped the fallen Mirrodin, now New Phyrexia, a world of flayed skin and twisted metal ruled over by vicious monstrous beings who style themselves gods, and is a front to nature a dark parody of life that corrupts all it touches and touches everything in time, and had already successfully traveled across world. Krufix fears that if any of these eyes if any of these set their eyes on Theros, their world is utterly doomed. So that is a little bit of background on who Krufix is. And how he originates from the plane of Theros. The card, Krufix, God of Horizon, reads this exactly. It is a legendary enchantment creature god. Indestructible. As long as your devotion to green and blue is less than seven, Krufix isn't a creature. You have no maximum hand size. If unused mana would empty from your mana pool, that mana becomes colorless instead. When Krufix was first spoiled, something about the way his card read really inspired me. It, I had not played EDH. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I had played EDH before, but only with someone else's deck. It wasn't until when Krufix was spoiled is when I decided to dabble in EDH because not only did his ability seem really powerful, but it felt, it felt very fun as well. So we're going to be going over a little bit of the history 
of my Crufix God of Horizons deck and how it's evolved into what it is today. My first iteration of Crufix God of Horizons was very a very simple deck. It consisted of a lot of ramp and small creatures such as Elvish Mystic, Linawar Elves, and others to help me gain enough mana as I need and see fit. I didn't start building Crufix until M15 came out, and the first iteration that it went through was the majority of the creatures were Hydras, and the Hydras were such as Colonian Hydra, Vastwood Hydra, Genesis Hydra, of course. Um, there was Protean Hydra, Primordial Hydra, Hydra Broodmaster, and others such as that. And it was very, very simple at that time. There wasn't a lot of tricks. One of the, the only sort of trick that I had at the time when I first created it was having the two cards Wonder, which was a three, three colorless and blue flying as long as Wonder is in your graveyard and you control an island. Creatures you control have flying and Stormtide Leviathan, which has which is five colorless and three blue. Island Walk, all lands are islands in addition to the other types. Creatures without flying or island walk can't attack. That was sort of the only quote-unquote trick that has that, that was in the deck for a long while there. Um, the only cards, as far as creatures are concerned, that have kept throughout all my different iterations has been Summerwald Sage, um, Mana Gorger Hydra. Well, no, that's more of a recently new one, but Hydra Broodmaster has definitely kept in there, and that's been invaluable to the deck since its beginning. And it's the sort of deck that really calls to me as... Not really, it can be a spiky deck, especially what it is now, but it's more of sort of that Johnny type deck where it actually probably be more Timmy because it has a lot of big fat creatures that you can put out really early. You know, it's been, I've seen where I can get a turn three or four Ulamog out depending on, you know, if I get a lot of the lucky cards that I need. Um, so, it's really the iterations that it is now, and it's a lot more Eldrazi-centered, and not so much that it's completely Eldrazi, but a lot of my win cons are the Eldrazi cards, such as the new Ulamog, um, the new Kozilek, which is... The only good thing for the new Kozilek is just for the card draw. Um, there's there's Void Winnower to shut down a lot of the the other opponent's cards and allowing me to attack openly if I need to. Uh, one of the best cards that I have found that helps me out a lot is Progenitor Mimic, which I'm sure a lot of EDH players already know, but... What Progenitor Mimic allows me to do, 
uh, four colorless green and blue. You may have progenitor mimic enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it gains at the beginning of your upkeep. If this creature isn't a token, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of this creature. So in other games where that has won me, it has been copying Eternal Witness every turn, where Eternal Witness allows me to get something from my graveyard into my hand. You know, if I need to get more counter spells, that's great. Um, if I need to bring back another creature, that's even better. Um, Progenitor Mimic has also helped with having to make copies of Acidic Slime if I need to, or if there's a, another big creature on the field that my, one of my opponents own that has entered the battle effects, I will also copy those as well. So what did I choose this deck? As I said before, I chose the deck based on how it brings out the fun of EDH for me, being able to cast really big creatures, ramp up, and still also being able to control the game a little bit with blue being in its colors and what i call this deck now it definitely wasn't like this in its first iteration what do i call it now is the bank of crucifix where i can just gather a bunch of mana and you know by the time my turn comes just start casting things left and right here um when prophet of crucifix was in the deck before it got banned it was it was a powerhouse that was just as many commander players know when Prophet, Prophet of Crufix was around, as soon as that got on the board and it wasn't dealt with, it was not really game over, but it, it well, it could be game over depending on the deck that you had, but it was, it made thing, it gummed up board, my board and it made things very difficult for people to deal with. So what about this deck is fun to play. It's fun to play if you like to cast big creatures. Of course, there are many ways to build any kind of commander deck. Um, one of the things that I see that's common with Crufix is getting the Helix Pinnacle to where if you have 100 charge counters on it, no, it's not really called charge counters, but if you have 100 counters on it, you win the game. And that, to me, is not very fun. Oh, they're tower counters. Um, where if you have 100 or more tower counters in the beginning of your upkeep, you win the game. And I could have easily put this card in the deck and be able to win but it to me that's just not fun and to me that's one of the biggest things with edh is having fun i don't take edh as a format very seriously uh my two quote-unquote best decks are crufix this one as well as aloro age of however you say it and though those have been the decks that i've won games the most with what are some other cards that really stand out to you in this deck? If I had to really choose, a lot of the signature cards for this deck would be Doubling Cube. Um, Corsair Crufix really helps me sort of, quote-unquote, scry for my deck, even though it does show the opponents you know, what's coming next. Uh, same with Oracle of Moldiah really helps out the deck. Uh, one of my favorite cards, or one of my cards that have quickly become my favorite is From Beyond, which allows me to search for one of my Eldrazi cards that if I want to get it out early enough. Um, the other cards that really help out in the deck, of course, any of the Eldrazi's really help out. Progenitor Mimic, as I mentioned before. Um, Seedborn Muse is definitely another one. With Seedborn Muse, um, you know, that's sort of your faux Prophet of, 
Prophet of Crufix. I do not have Teferi in here, which I probably should put in. It's just I haven't, you know, spent the money to get it. Uh, some of the other cards that, of course, that are pretty iconic for me in this deck are the Tron Lands, which, you know, it's I don't see the Tron Lands in too many of Crufix iterations that I've seen because it's hard to get the Tron pieces online. And uh, once I do get them online, I've had a few games where I do, and it just it helps out. Uh, Genesis Wave is definitely one that has won me games, and as well as where is it? Primal Surge is another one. Um, sometimes Primal Surge has whiffed for me as for the very first card, but there's been some games where it's just invaluable, and. As far as other cards go, uh, I really, really enjoyed the new Confluence cards that were printed in Commander 15, the Mystic Confluence and Verdant Confluence. Those have been, as I, as I say before, really helpful. Um, probably one of the quickest games I ever had, in a, I think it was a three-man pod, was I was able to get Mana Gorger Hydra out by turn two, and no one dealt with it everybody just kept casting spells and the two other guys were focusing on each other and not really paying attention that by the time you know one of them was near death my mana gorger hydra had i want to say 20 to 25 counters on it and no one killed it well if i do remember probably some people did try to kill it or one of them did try to kill it but i would either counter it or do something to protect it um, I think I had swift foot, swift foot, swift foot boots on it. So that's been another great card for me. I mean, all these cards that I have in here are in here for a reason, which are how most people build EDH decks. But this one I've pretty much built without any help per se in terms of, you know, looking at other people's crew fix decks and net decking you know, I will go online once in a while to check and see how other people are building it and maybe get some ideas. But for the most part, this has been, you know, this has been the one EDH deck where it's just really has my sort of brand and touch on it through and through. So what else can be said for this deck? Um, Krufix has definitely been one of my favorite commanders through and through. He's been the deck that's been with me since the beginning, it's seen a lot of iterations. It's like watching a small child grow up in a sense, even though that's really corny to say. But it's sort of that analogy there. And it's still, there's always room for improvement with it as well. And I'm going to continue to improve it and keep going from there. As I said before, EDH is not a format where I take too seriously. The times I get into EDH the most are probably right before format rotation and standard if if standard gets pretty stale which the previous standard with bank company did get pretty stale so i started getting into commander again or when you know, i guess just if i don't feel like playing standard or there's no really big tournaments going on um, whenever a new commander set does come out that's when things get exciting again and i hope everybody really liked this little thing i what I read before earlier was from MTG Salvation's Wikipedia about magic. A really great website. You know, check it out, guys, if you're really into the lore of 
just magic cards in general and a lot of the planes they have their really really in-depth knowledge and you know if you have any questions or if you have your own iteration of crew fix you'd like to send me you know definitely send it to me mtgzubi at gmail.com i i'd appreciate any any kind of you know critiques or comments or even your own list i'll be sure to post this list on my website magicwazubi.com and put a link to it on the description of the podcast as well so just thank you for listening to this and have a great night everybody Just listen to the rhythm of my heart There's a chance we can make it now Let me look until the sun goes down